Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. You're welcome again to the Game on Sunday podcast. Michael Lester here with you. And as usual on the podcast, I am joined by Tomas Mulcahy. And we have a special guest on this particular podcast again that I'm so looking forward to talking to in a little while. Tomas, before we do that, let's just talk a little bit about hurling. Because we're we're in December, we're we're looking at Christmas, and and the club championships, both in hurling and in football, are still in full swing. What's your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely uh, in full swing, Michael. You know, and <laughs> we're kind of saying to ourselves, you know, we, we we kind of mentioned all year in terms of the protracted season at the county level, and you're still kind of in December, and club championships are a full pelt, right? You know, so um. And is it is it the best time of the year for this to happen? But look, it is what it is. Um, last weekend, you were seeing um, the quality of Ballygun are very much at, at stake in terms of their and of, it was it was an easy victory in the end, two twenty four to seventeen against Clonmara from Clare. Very very impressive. Um, you know, I think that's their third most the final victory in a row. Um, they had massive success at club level in terms of the county championship success over the last 10, 11 years, and then. They're 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 replicating that by performance at club level, which 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 is, is which is fantastic to see because they're they are a very very good hurling team. They play the game with style, and um, but they all buy into the system and the way they play the game. And uh, they were they, they were they were awesome against uh, Clonmel, and that's not taken from Clonmel. Try to keep themselves in the game, but as early as the ten fifteen minute of the first half, this game there was was almost over as a contest. Ah, sure, yeah. But as I said, it, it swings on as we come to the end of the year. Um, another issue, Tomás, um, this week in Gaelic Games, now this won't impact, I suppose, until next season. But at the same time, it's raised its head again, which is matches on GEA goal and Cork actually find themselves, Cork hurlers, with three games, isn't it, in the championship on GEA goal. And it raises the debate again. It does, Michael, and we had big arguments about this ourselves um, throughout the championship, throughout the, very much at the start of the year. 
Um, we kind of uh, we we asked Crow Park for questions in terms of what was the structure of it, how was the yeah. money being ge- the money that was being generated, where was it going, were RT getting a portion of the, of the of the receipts as well as GA. Um, I I've just read recently where uh, it has been a success for for this year. They are in profit, and um, you just look at it and you say to yourself, for a county the size of Cork, having three games on GA go, are they looking at the revenue stream, or are they looking at providing an audience with top-class hurling that people can actually watch free to hear? Because some of them are very, very good games. And um, I know there is a bit of uh, something at the end of it. If, if if it's still in the mentoring part in terms of the Monster Championship, they have an option then to actually cover Tip and Cork in the last game in Turles on RTE. But look, I think we're going to hear a lot more about this, Michael. Um, you have kind of Rebels Online here in Cork where guys are subscribing mm. for club championship now you're going to be asked to subscribe for inter-county games from a Cork perspective um, you will have limited audience capacity and that's probably another one as well because you won't get the big numbers travelling to Welsh Park because the limited capacity there so um, it's going to be available on, on GA Go and I know Crow Park have kind of said only for GA Go nobody would have seen the game lines nobody would see the games live on that weekend or, or or the three weekends that they're talking about but I don't agree to that to be honest with you Cork is a big Colin County it's the same as everybody else same as anybody else all over the country and we must have a structure in place where the games do they have to go ahead Saturday and Sunday do they have why, aren't they, why isn't the season going to be discussed in terms of um, expanding that season out a little bit more. You don't. They have to play all the games at one weekend. You know some games where some teams are going to play on a Saturday and the following Sunday week they play again, and then they might have a match for another two or three weeks after that. And why that can't be coordinated properly? That and it gives players a break, Michael. And we mentioned this as well so many many times over the last number of months about player welfare as well. Somebody gets an injury and you're ruled out of the championship. You have a championship runoff in a period of six to, to eight weeks. And then we've now lead full summer free from inter-county hurling. I think it just, I don't know why there's not, it's part of the discussion, why it's not being reviewed more, because um, to me, it's 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 not right, to be honest. I know, I know, Smos, we, we've talked about this, as you said, several times uh, this year in these podcasts and whatever. Uh, and I suspect we're going to find ourselves talking about the whole thing a little bit more. But anyway, look, we, we can't change the... The system, all we can do, I suppose, is, is express views on it and whatever. Anyway, uh, apart from all that, in the last couple of episodes from us here uh, on the podcast, we have been chatting to some famous names in Gaelic Games. And this time, I am happy to say that we have another one. And when I say another one, a really special one. Three-time All-Ireland winner, five All-Stars, six Ulster titles, two National Leagues, International Rules captain, Etc. Etc. Sean Kavanagh of Tyrone, you're very, very welcome indeed. How are you keeping, sir? Thank you, Michael. Yeah, keeping great. Thanks, Michael. And yeah, a bit strange in the off season, just missing the county stuff. But uh, yeah, keeping busy with family and and, and life and, and business and everything else that goes with it. And club, Sean. And the club, yeah. Only wrapped up in the club there the last, uh, yeah, last week or two. So, yeah, I've, I've had to take up a new sport and play a bit of basketball and try and get me out of the house uh, and make sure I have nothing to do with the four kids for a few nights of the week. <laughs> <laughs> after, I, didn't think, after, I, did, I didn't think you'd be into a non-contact sport, Sean. 
uh, it's not that non-contact when you're jumping with these American guys that are six foot seven and on and their elbow and you in the face like it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit more like running the John Small uh, down down the middle of the hill. <laughs> oh yeah, I hear you. Don't don't worry, I do. Um, you have decided that uh, I suppose in a kind of a way, enough is enough. You know, you've 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 won everything. You you played for Tyrone and the club, of course, Moy. And so on, and you've you've decided it's time to to step back. I get the impression you've made you've made a, a a big decision, and I think maybe a right one. But are you totally convinced yourself? Because of course, it's not it's not a a brick wall. You know, you you there, there'll be days I'm sure that you will say to yourself, "Cheapers, I should I should still talk out." Yeah, and you, you know what, Michael? Uh, like I'm coming forty-one. I, I would think I need to grow up and, and wise up a little bit. But at the same time, then then you kind of see John Doyle playing for his club at like forty-five, and and you have that little sort of demon in the back of your mind wondering, well, maybe, maybe. Uh, dude, you know what? It, it it is like a drug. Well, for me, it has been anyway. I, I I've been playing for. Been to the club. I made my debut when I was fifteen in nineteen ninety eight. Um, so I've had twenty five sort of good good years with the club. But yeah, I, I could I could go on for not twenty five if if I was let. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, sort of life and and everything that 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 look I've I've four kids, two girls, and two boys, and they're into everything and anything. And 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 I think there there comes a time where you have to. I've kind of sacrificed everything else around me to to to, to promote myself for the vast majority of my life, and, and it just becomes a time that you have to start to sacrifice yourself for the promotion of others. And, and I think I've, I think I've reached that point. And and look, I I I've zero regrets as well, which is class because I'm one of these sorts of guys. Whenever whenever I get into something, I just go full pelt, and I've gone full pelt for so so long at this point. And I've just been so incredibly lucky. I, I, I just love the game. I just love the sport and, and I've been addicted to it for so long. And I suppose the other thing about it is, Sean, that um, this year you've also been involved in the management of Moy, apart from, from uh, playing yourself and that kind of stuff. So that's been that's been another uh, uh, task that you've taken aboard. Yeah, it's probably a, a little bit that by default. Yeah, we weren't going so well mid-year, and yeah, there was yeah, I just had to try and steady the ship. So I was asked to kind of take over, and yeah, look, I, I actually did really well. We 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 got the county final, which we couldn't should have won, and then we uh, we 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 lost in a promotion playoff then as well. But apart from that, it, it was a very positive experience, and. Okay, it's one of these things. I'm a very uh, traditional and, and bit of a romantic person around your own club, and, and I know a lot of people have lots of passions for other people's clubs, and, and there's various reasons why that could be a case. But I, I, I'm one of these guys that I, I just love. I, I love my community. I love my tribe. I love my people, and um, yeah, I, I can't I can't see myself ever getting involved with anyone outside of my my own club, the Moy, or maybe outside of Tyrone, who knows somewhere down along the line. But um, yeah, I, I was I was I was offered that opportunity, and, and it kind of felt as if I, I couldn't say no. And uh, thankfully, it, it, it went very good. Also, did you were jumping in there? Yeah, just just uh, yeah, Sean. I, I'm just delighted to hear that about your affection for your club and what it means to you because. I always say the stars of tomorrow are going to come from our club and you obviously one of those stars that played with Tyrone for so many years. When you went back from Tyrone to the club yourself, 
did you did you enjoy that time to maybe play with the guys that you grew up with or go back to the guys again? Because I've heard that from a couple of guys. Yeah, once you go back to your club, oh my God, you don't have the intercounty scene behind it that you can really enjoy it. Yeah, I, 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 I whenever I was finished up with Tyrone, I, I actually really feared the the void that I that I thought was going to be there. Um, and uh, and it, it all happened pretty quickly for me. And that, like I, I finished up with Tyrone, I think Dublin beat the semi final of seventeen in around August, mid August time, and. Um, we were sort of partiered in the club championship, which we ended up winning the intermediate. And and and, and five months later, I was standing at Croke Park with my club, and that is the first time that's ever happened. Um, and and we won an intermediate All Ireland um, club. Um, do, do you know what, Tomas? That I know I know this sounds a little bit dramatic or whatnot, but that freezing cold night. It was a Saturday night, and 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 the early February twenty eighteen. Um, there was eight or nine thousand people there on on a dark Saturday evening, and it, it meant as much to me standing there with my, my, my dad, my mom, my kids, um, all all my sort of family standing in the, in the Hogan Stand freezing. But uh, the 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 buzz and the joy that I got out of that was was equal to to anything that I got on a county. It wasn't that it wasn't as flamboyant, it wasn't as noisy, it wasn't as exciting maybe at times. But in terms of the sort of deep core sort of satisfaction you get out of the game of, of like, you know, you, you you start to wonder why you play a sport. And, you know, I, 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 I took up sport, I would say, primarily because my granddad was a club president um, and was always at the pitch. My dad played until he was early 40s. You, you do it for those sorts of passing down the generations of your people and your and your tribe and and um yeah I, i've i've now had five or six years just falling focused on the club and, and I've, I've loved every minute of it and and the void maybe maybe the training isn't isn't as high intensity but equally that's maybe as enjoyable as anything because i think maybe the training's got to the sort of ridiculous level of county level and now it is so i i've been able to kind of go back and play at a more relaxed level and, and really enjoy the sport and enjoy connecting with the, the people around my community that ultimately I, I hope I'm gonna live for for you know the, the next next number of, of years with. Hi Ronnie Garson. Jeez, I love that. I love it. I love the passion. I, know, I love yeah. the passion, Sean. No, thank you. I let me take you back, Sean, to to when you started off. Um and and you started obviously underage with Tyrone. Uh, and a successful minor team that I suppose was the, the grassroots, if you like, of what came afterwards. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, we yeah we 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 had a really, really strong sort of underage setup, Michael, in around that sort of late nineties, early two thousands, and in Tyrone, and and that was I, I was a couple of years after the kind of back that come along that was the Cormac McAnallens and Brian McWiggins and and Kevin Hughes and Philip Jordans and all those guys all come come along at once, and then uh, myself and next to Joe McMahon and. Um, uh, Tommy McGuigan, guys like that, all come come together then as well. So there really was a a, a real emergence of, of serious talent in around that sort of early two thousands. And yeah, luckily, luckily I was I was part of one of those teams, and we were just riding the crest of a wave. And to be honest, it, it all it all as as these things do, it all happens just so quickly. Whereby we we had two or three teams over a few years that had won minors, including our own team, and then had one under twenty ones as well with, with Mickey Hart at that stage. And um, it, it just felt that you know we just carried that momentum from those winning teams straight into senior level. We were most of us were fairly young at ourselves at that point in time, and then whenever you're kind of joining a team along with the likes of sort of Peter Canavan, who most of us had. Had kind of looked up to for for most of our lives and and supported and, and idolised. It, it it just it just was a remarkable time in, in pro football. And and now I look back at it and and people still to this day will often say to me like that that was Tyrone's golden generation. And 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 I'm thinking well, like it we I hope we do, but we may not see sort of an aligning of stars the way we did in, in that period. And and I was just so lucky to be to be part of that. Oh, there's no, there's no question. I think Sean and Thomas that that was a golden era for Tyrone football. And I remember going back years ago uh, after you guys won the All Ireland, uh, your first All Ireland. Um, we were on an All Stars trip, and I remember walking down the plane at one stage and looking around me. And normally on those All Stars trips, Thomas, you would see Kerry players or Dublin players or whoever else might be prominent at the time that and just on that particular one to look around you and to see all these Tyrone players who are now all-stars and all-Ireland winners and and part of the elite group if you like of football it was it was like a a, a seismic shift if you like in Gaelic football at that time yeah, I suppose, Michael, yeah, you, you had the pleasure of, see, enjoying all those trips, you know, whereas we, oh, I was only going on the small ball side of it, but you had the best of both worlds from your side. And, um, but yeah, look, what they contributed, what Sean and like the Peter Canavins and the Gaelic football over the years has been phenomenal. And everybody down south watching them and see the Northern success was fantastic because, um, look, I think we all remember. <laughs> The, the 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 event of Peter Canavan coming back on the field to play again and and and, and yeah. being so successful, right? I mean, there were amazing scenes. And look, you get your just reward. You win you win your All Ireland, or you play very well for your county team. You get your All Star success. And like you know, you mentioned 
you know, the five All Stars and Footballer of the Year award, uh, like it's, it's a flop, phenomenal achievement for, for Sean. Um, brilliant, and uh, I'm sure he enjoyed the All Star trips as well as you did, Michael. Uh, I, 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 I definitely didn't enjoy them as well as Michael did. Now, Michael, go on, tell us more. Michael is probably going to the drink trolley that way, walking up and down. I'd say, Lester, I'm going to be. I'd say, Lester, you've got to be careful here because <laughs> I didn't. Say, I didn't listen. I didn't say anything. It was him that said it, not me. Um, but oh, brilliant. Through, that, brilliant! through that period of the early two thousands, Sean. Um, apart from your good selves in Tyrone, of course, we also had Armagh emerge at the same time. So to make this kind of, if you like, um, ultra dominance, if you like, a football through that period. Yeah, and, and you know what, Michael? I, I start to kind of reflect back even for myself growing up. Um, like whenever I started to get in and started to go to the sort of Tyrone games and, and really pay focus to the county game, uh, um, there was a real sort of, Ulster football dominance of that early nineties with with the with the Downs and and Derrys and and Donegal's and Trone and Armagh probably missed out on that and and um, it, it was then only in around that sort of early two thousands and that that Armagh obviously made the breakthrough in 02 and 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 that 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 kind of ignited I would say a fire in ourselves and and none more so probably than myself who was a man who. Uh, was going to school in Arma at, at that point in time. Had a had a, had a girlfriend in Arma, and uh, I only lived I only live um, I only live a few few miles from Arma myself. So had a lot of sort of uh, Arma orange connections. And whenever we realised that Arma could make the breakthrough, uh, it really it really stoked the fire in, in ourselves. And I remember that was the kind of motivation in, in two thousand three. It was like. Okay, if if our can go and beat Kerry on on our final day, why 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 could we not? Because we were, I suppose, beating them at underage. That's the age we were playing with a lot of them and and sort of universities and in, in Belfast and whatnot. And we certainly didn't see ourselves as second class citizens. So that that really fired us on. And and through those sorts of next five or six years, there really was a a, a real duel emerging but be, be, between ourselves and and our man in particular and. Obviously, you had a couple of southern teams through in there as well. Kerry, Kerry weren't so bad then. They they, they kind of kind of come back, kept coming back and forward at us as well. But there was a real sort of golden era between Trone and Armagh, which which you really reveled in because uh, yeah, and like up to that point, we 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 probably did some not the like second classes and citizens. I remember growing up and the likes of the Granda and whatnot. Talking about the '86 final where Trillin were whatever seven eight points up and, and Kerry come back and beat them by ten and he was more or less acknowledging well you know Trillin aren't at the level of Kerry so we always from that moment in time I suppose we we carried that little bit of a chip in our shoulder and whenever our ma made the breakthrough then we felt it was our time to go and 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 and, and, and go we did you certainly did there's no question about that and I I suppose you know you mentioned the fact. Uh, where you come from and the, the rivalry between the two counties and all that kind of stuff. I remember when you played, when you guys played in your first All-Ireland being up in Moy, actually, uh, just the other side of the bridge there and talking about that to, to one or two former players and uh, and all that kind of stuff, you know, about you could look across the fields nearly, you know, at your at your close rivals. Yeah, well, look, our, our football Pitch Michael, as as it still stands, it always has stood, runs alongside River Blackwater. It bloods, yeah. River Blackwater versus Bank, but the River Blackwater, like 
you you literally can kick and and it does happen. The ball goes into kind of Armagh uh, over the water on a fairly frequent basis. So yeah, we and and the club itself would be a would be a mixed club with uh, uh, as much orange as there is in red in it as well. So it's uh yeah it's it, it's all in around that time and particularly in 03 with a sort of thrown arm on elderly pile the the moy in particular was was absolutely rocking it, it was just a just a remarkable time to be around the town i think we should we should mention uh the influence of on you guys and the talented team that you were back in those days but the influence of mickey hart and his backroom team uh on what what they brought to tyrone football uh, back in those days, because I think that helped to push it on. It, it, it did, Michael. Like, and, and, and do you know what? Even suppose you're thinking now, twenty years later, Mickey's now going to a team. I think that that is probably quite similar to the team that we were in around that through two thousand two. In around two thousand two, we were a remarkable team. Big, big art, 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 art Eugene were rovers at that stage, and they were doing a great job. We we kind of walked the national league in Division One. We we slipped up with a few injuries. We slipped up in the last 16 against Sligo, but we were a team almost ready to win. And I suppose what, what Mickey and the type of man he is, he's, he's a very stubborn and a very, a, a, a very, a very serial winner is the best way I can probably put him, whereby he made sure that we didn't fail second class to anyone. And, and he, he was, he was brilliant on the psychology side of things to really push us over from being, are we good enough to, yes, we most certainly are good enough. So he just added that little bit of sort of arrogance and, and a little bit of the swagger to our game that, that, that really meant that whenever it comes to playing the carries or the Armas, um, we, 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 we were given the best account of ourselves. So yeah, no, Mickey, Mickey definitely had the kind of magic, magic sauce that, 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 that kept us that extra 5% we really needed to go. Well, that's, that's, I suppose what you need, those extra couple of percent, that can be the difference between winning and losing. Um, let's, let's move you on, Sean, to, to when your when your winter county career finished and now your, your club commitments are, are stepping back a bit. Um, the Sunday game. You've seen both sides of it. In other words, in other words, you've been on the panel, but you've also been on the receiving end of the panel. And, yeah, brilliant. And and that famous day when Joe Brawley, whom I could not stop because I didn't get a chance to open my mouth, but he went on a rant about Tyrone generally and about you uh, also. Um do you look back on 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 that? Do you do you do you choke at it, or what do you think, or have you any thoughts at all about it? I I'll accept that apology for not stopping them, Michael. Uh, <laughs> thanks a million for the live one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Like I, I think Joe is that much of a colourful character. I, I actually really enjoy watching him and listening to him and. Even whenever, and, and still, he still abuses me from time to time, which is probably the same with, with most people he, he, gets, he talks about. But um, no, like at the same time, it, 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 you need that bit of color and that bit of, uh, of an enigma. I, I think that's what a lot of people like. Okay, I, I think Joe probably crossed the line that day as he did on, on a few other occasions. But at the same time, the, the the drama and entertainment of it, Michael. I, I, I even as a person on the receiving end, I, I actually did enjoy it, and, and I do look back at it and, and kind of laugh, um, because I'm able to see it for what it was. Um, I, 
I, I, I'm certainly, I'm not, I'm never the type of person that would want to single out or abuse anyone on an individual yeah. basis on, on that level. I don't think the GA should be doing that because it might be different if it's uh, someone playing for Man United and earning 200 grand a week and that's kind of their job and they'll be criticised for not carrying out their profession. But as an amateur game, I, I don't think we should be targeting individual players because like I, I've, I've sat there with players... Thankfully, I, I'm, I probably am very thick-skinned to myself, but but I've sat in change rooms with players that that just aren't like that, and 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 really did crumble, and really did go into depth, depths of despair over what was said about them online or on TV, and you know people are yeah. people are very influenceable um, over what's maybe said on on the likes of the Sunday game or, or some of the other sort of uh, broadcasts. So yeah, I, I I think on that occasion he went too far, but. Do I think the there's room for entertainment and a little bit of uh, a little bit of cracks uh, or for want of a better word I, I, I do and, and I think sometimes you know the 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 this on the game can't can lack that if it's a little bit too sometimes we're sitting there and we're trying to as you well know we're trying to fit an analysis of a game into a minute and fifteen or something sure yeah, yeah. exactly Sean bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit sort of uh, workmanlike. So, look, I think think there is room for a little bit of color, but yeah, you maybe crossed the line a little bit that day. Mike, there was plenty. Of, there was plenty of color. There was plenty of color to Moss uh, a year or two ago between Sean and Pat Spillane, where uh, I was looking at it just this morning. Would you believe? And and I I was again as I said, Sean a minute ago about chuckling at things, kind of. Uh, Pat went on a on a rant, and you were on the the panel with him, and um, it it was like one of those things. It was like a, a runaway train that you couldn't stop, and and you made a few attempts to kind of uh, intervene. Match was that was in Croke Park, anyway. I remember, but uh, it was actually very funny. Yeah, but basically, I, I, I well, basically the two of you, the two of you were telling the other one to shut up, more or less. Kind of. <laughs> but but easier said than done when it comes to Pat. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 and Sean, we, we found that, we found that on the hurling side of it ourselves, right? The hurling pundits, we were even trying to tell Bradley and Spillard to shut up because they had comments on the hurling as well. So you're, you're not alone. Can I just ask you, in terms of the Bradley rant that time, uh-huh. did, did, did that hurt you? Did you take that personally yourself in terms of, you know, uh, did, yeah, inside? It, it, it did a little bit, uh, Tomas, yeah. It, it, uh, like, I suppose, the the thing that probably hurt me a, a little bit about it is because I I knew how how because Joe's such a big personality a, a lot of people follow him and a lot of people will take his word as gospel and I suppose what what hurt me is that I I, I never considered myself in my entire career I think it was I was sent off once maybe at Intercounty Lab for two two bookings um so I I never I never considered myself as a dirty player I never I never I always approached every game. With a, a mindset of scoring and attacking and a skill based game, um, but yeah, it, it was the influence that I knew that would have on everyone else around me. And and you know, I was getting people like I'm, I'm an account. I was getting businesses going to me saying, "God, what what did you do at the weekend? You know what what you know what mm. doctor are you?" Yeah, I suppose that 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 hurt me probably as much as anything. And and then the the backlash around, I suppose, like the likes of a family wouldn't be as strong as I would be and would take things 
very much to heart. And I know the likes of my mom and dad were fairly caught up about it as well. So okay, I think it I think it annoyed me because I knew it would annoy a lot of people and then it would maybe reflect reflect poorly on 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 what I felt I was was never a very dirty butt really. So that I suppose that did annoy me. Okay, and the next question: How how's your relationship with Bradley now? Would you go for a pint together? Uh, I and see him there from time to time. I and like you know, it, it wouldn't matter what he says about you the day before. Like he's a very kind of gregarious character. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't not have a laugh at him. So yeah, no, I'd, I'd have met him at a right few sort of events, kicking around and and whatnot. And um, now it's no issue. I've always spoken to him. Uh, I've kind of. Okay, I, I, I've, been, I've been in the game that long. I, I, I genuinely don't think I hold a, a grudge or, or an anger with anyone. Everyone says things with at, at a time when, when maybe they feel they were right or whatnot. Look, I, I, I probably said a few things as well myself that I kind of look back afterwards. Good, right? Look, that might have been a little bit out of context or a little bit aggressive. But um, yeah, look, life's too short to, to, to kind of hold grudges. It's good. Well, to hear I think I think Tomas just to to cut in on that. Fairness to 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 Brally. Um, he is that kind of character that he he can say things sometimes and have strong views, and sometimes, as Sean said a minute ago, maybe cross a line and that kind of stuff. But but he's also the kind of guy that no matter what, as you alluded to, you could sit down and have a pint with him, no matter what he yeah, says. About you. That's yeah, you know, I mean, that's and that's yeah, fair enough. You know, so. Well, that's my good. That's that's kind of the point I was asking, right? Because I've seen Bradley in action. I've had him down at Park here at different events, and look, he, he does have. He does have a cut off of people, and I'm just kind of in the call the day afterwards. He, he'd pick up the phone and say, "Maybe I was out of order there, or something like that." Right? So, I'm just kind of delighted to hear, like you know, that yeah, it hurt at the time, which which was important. And then, you no, know, we say you're wearing the other hat. You're on RT, and maybe expectation is that you must have a cut off of people. But but I like your your mentality in terms of like nobody goes out to play bad games. Still, an an amateur sports guy. Uh, sports game, people have to get up and go to work in the morning. That was my, that was my mentality in terms of the hurling. That I never really attacked an individual. Well, Bradley will attack an individual all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, whatever you can see, how dangerous it is. I remember sitting beside a, a player and not name him, but he, he was a uh, he was a forward for Tyrone, and we had played a game and we'd lost and. He, he, he clipped, he, I was sitting beside him eating dinner after the game and, and, and he clipped on his phone and there was all this uh, abuse around how poorly he had played and uh, and whatnot. And uh, I genuinely saw, I think that was the last time I saw that player start for the county yeah, because uh, I remember being at training with him. I remember seeing him, the reaction, he, he didn't eat that, he didn't eat his dinner that, that day beside me. Yeah. He, he, he cleared off and I remember even watching him in training, the next couple of training sessions, and he just lost that kind of sparkle that 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 he had uh, as an underage star. And I remember thinking to myself, going that 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 guy has just got too wound up by the the sort of noise that's happening outside. And 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 he and, and he did. He, he kind of went downhill as the footballer. And and I would I would attribute a lot of that to the kind of online abuse that he got and and the sort of media um, stuff that was out there at, at that time. And I suppose people need to be mindful of that that you're dealing with sort of impressionable young people in a lot of cases and, and guys that maybe aren't set up to kind of deal with that level of scrutiny and, uh, and abuse. So, yeah, look, I, I try to take that approach now in my own punitry. Well, sure, this is the, this is the problem, Sean and Tomas, about social media. I don't want to get into a big debate about all of this kind of thing. But um, it's now giving a voice to idiots who, who used to complain in the pub at night time. 
uh, to a couple of their, their mates who were having pints with them. And now you can get on your phone and you can send out messages across the globe, essentially, kind of, you know, um, uh, spouting all kinds of nonsense about people that you know nothing about, kind of, you know. So anyway, look, that's a, that's a different debate, different argument. Um, Sean, I mentioned earlier on uh, the fact that you got involved in the management of Moy this year to help them out and that kind of stuff. Um, can I ask you this question? Now that your football days are, are pretty much behind you, um, would you consider management at this point, either Moy or further afield? When I say further afield, you, you mentioned your loyalty to, obviously, the club and to Rome and that kind of stuff. Could you see a role for yourself going forward from that point of view? I would never say never, Michael. Um, like I, 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 I love, I love football that much. It's just trying to balance the sort of time. Um, I, I've had a guarantee practice with six offices now, so I, I, I yeah. I'm very busy during the day, and then I've got four kids that are very busy in the evening. So I suppose I'm probably in that phase of my life that that everything is very busy, but at the same time. Um, I, I would never say never because I, I just know how addicted I've been to the sport and how much I've, I've loved it. And I, I am kind of naturally very analytical, and, and and I and I I have a passion for for I suppose watching trends and games. And and thankfully, I've been able to sort of play with a lot of the best players and see players over the last sort of few generations or a few decades, really. So, yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I would never say I'm not getting involved again in management because um, I, I do, I do think it's it's something that 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 could could help carry that little bit of that massive amount of passion that I have for the game. Uh, I just don't know when, but uh, if it is, I, I think it, it probably will be. It'll have to be with a team that I have a, a huge amount of sort of passion for. Um, I'm, I'm just one of those people that's yeah. I, I just I think I find it very hard to say no to to, to say no to my own people. Um, but I've no bother saying no to other people. <laughs> and Michael, could I could I could I just follow up on that uh, with you, Mike or Sean? There, just on Michael's question, in terms of your opinions on the intercounty scene now and where it's at in terms of the demands that are there. We've we've done a couple of and we've had a couple of guests over the last couple of weeks and kind of some of them that have just recently retired from the intercounty game and they're saying it's gone to another level. Um, where, where's where's it all going to go, or where's it all going to finish in terms of your mind, Sean? It's it's it is twenty four seven. It is I, it is nonstop in terms I, of. I, I said six years ago, Tomas, whenever 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 I whenever I retired, I I said that there literally was nothing more I I could see even could could be done as in like the I, I virtually in those last couple of years, everyone in Tyrone was given everything as in like we we were training every single evening there was guys up training in the morning um everything in their life was sacrificed for it and and i think i think that is wrong i, I think because and i've spoken to so many people who who everyone talks about stepping out of the bubble and i've spoken to so many county lads in the last five or six years that have maybe recently yeah. finished up and i've said to them god are you missing it and they'll kind of look at me and go no i'm actually not you know because i couldn't believe how much energy and effort I kind of had to put into something that that still is an amateur sport. We all love it deeply, but at the same time, um, I, I think a lot of guys now are missing out on on lives. As in, like it's not 
it's not just a, a hobby anymore. It almost is like a job, just one you don't get paid for in a lot of cases. And and yeah. a, a, a little bit, you know, not not like not, not the pretty picture that everyone wants to paint, but. Um, the amount of people that I meet now that, that really look at me and go, you know what, it maybe, it maybe wasn't worth it. It maybe wasn't worth all that effort. It maybe wasn't worth all that turmoil. It maybe wasn't worth all the grief that I got online. Um, and that's sad because I, I think, I think the, the guys should be like the, the guys that play the top part of our game should be revered by everyone. They should be enjoying it. Their family should be enjoying it. And, there's just more and more people that are seeing it now. I think as a little bit of a chore. Surely there's the big days. Surely there's 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 a couple of winners every year. Um, but there's a I think proportionally, I think we 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 we've, we've lost a little bit of sort of sparkle of 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 and, and joy from from yeah. from being a county player. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Over to you, Michael. I suppose the other the other side of it, lads, is. I hear totally what, what you guys are saying and I agree with you, actually. Um, but the other side is because of the popularity these days of Gaelic games, if nobody cared, then nobody would give a Highland fling uh, what training you did or didn't do or whatever. It's because the games are so popular that there are so many demands and and the, the, the envelope is being pushed all the time. And I suppose that's a consequence of being in a successful sport as you have in this country um, before we close off lads uh, Tomás I want to come back to you because you've got a, a big event coming up at the weekend in Cork on Saturday and this is a, of course in, in memory of your old colleague uh, Teddy McCarthy Yeah Michael and, and thanks for that opportunity and, and like Sean mentioned about the joy and you know the, 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 the pride and wearing the jersey and stuff like that as well and look no better demand than Teddy McCarthy and who passed away sadly this year and Great friend to us all in Cartier, and um, we have we have we have, we have two games coming up next weekend in Parky Cueve. Um, Cork play Mead uh, at three o'clock, and Cork play Galway at five p.m. Now, just to clarify, it isn't the nineteen ninety teams that are playing. People are asking me, "Am I tagging out?" They're looking forward to seeing me in a <laughs> pair of shorts and a pair of boots, right? So that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we might be waving to the crowd, but there'll be an overcoat, I can tell you, on, on, on me as well, right? And also, um, but I'm asking asking uh, people that are going to listen to our podcast there, if 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 you want to come to the game, it's 20 quid uh, a ticket for all kids under 16 are free. Um, it's a pocket grieve experience day. There will be lots of entertainment, kids games at halftime. Uh, he's famous SARS club playing against his own. Sons, Keynes uh, Club from Passage and uh, a team from Not Monastery School um, participating as well. So it's going to be a fantastic occasion. And look, what a legend this guy was for hurling and football. And uh, no different to Sean Kavanagh. The memories still linger on of him going so up, so high up into the air, catching the football and catching and plucking the slither over the air as well. So hopefully we can get bums on seats, get big numbers into Parky Weave on Saturday. Well, I know, I know, Tomás, how well admired and you obviously know uh, Teddy was uh, in Cork GA circles and outside that as well. I, I have absolutely no doubt you're going to have a great day and a great evening there. And, um, and well done to everybody involved in putting that together. That's, it's been fantastic to talk to you. I'm going to let the two of you go. Thank you indeed for your time to Tomás Mulcahy and especially Sean Kavner. You're very, very good to come and join us. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And as I said, um, congratulations on a fantastic football career. And look, 
I think we might see you down the road again someplace along the sideline. Uh, you never know. You never know. No, delighted to be chatting to you, Salas. Uh, thank you, Michael and Tomas. And uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Thanks, Sean. And if you're ever down in Leaside, down in Rebel Land here, give me a shout and we'll get a hurdle in ball for you and put it into your hand. And <laughs> it might change, might change your sport for you. Good man yourself. Appreciate that, Sean. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.